So guys, welcome back to ADHD Mission. Today, we're going to be talking about something. We're going to be talking about something a little bit. This is going to be maybe a shorter, shorter episode. Because um, there's just, it's more of a simple topic. But um, this is something that we're seeing a lot in the health community right now. People talking about breath work. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about specifically um, carbon dioxide. So, um, I'm not an expert on breath work. But I have experience with the effects of breathwork. So um, it's pretty, there's a pretty good consensus right now that I, I don't even think I'm serious with. But most people who feel like they're not getting enough air or they're, they feel oxygen starved actually have <laughs> perfectly fine levels of oxygen. And the real problem is just that they have. Um, no CO2 tolerance, so if their CO2 gets high at all, they just have to... <sighs> yeah, I even hate mouth breathing right now. If you're mouth breathing, that's the first thing you need to fix. Um, I'm not sure exactly why. I don't... I don't Honestly, I haven't done a lot of breathwork. Um, but these are just my experiences. I haven't I haven't looked into the research at all on breathwork, honestly. But um, we, I, I, I do know the research on um, carbon dioxide and ADHD. Carbon dioxide. Okay, we're going to talk about it. So, as I said, a lot of people are mouth breathing. First thing you need to do is stop mouth breathing and start nose breathing. Um, if you can't breathe through your nose, just hold your breath until you feel like you're going to pass out. <laughs> and then try and breathe through your nose and you will probably be able to do it. If you can't, just try try and like breathe through the snot or breathe whatever is in there. Um, when you can't breathe through your nose and you decide to just start breathing through your mouth, that's when things actually start to get worse because then your nose starts getting more clogged and then you're just messed up forever. Um, personally, one thing that I like doing, it's a very simple intervention, very easy. Um, I put tape in my mouth before I go to bed because although I never mouth breathe during the day, I can't really control it at night and it's going to open um, eventually. So what I end up doing is I just put tape over my mouth. And here's the thing, do not use see-through tape, please. Only use surgical tape. Do not use see-through tape. See-through tape is um, has like acrylates. I don't know. It has some like weird petrochemical, which is endocrine disrupting, which you don't want to put directly on your mouth. Uh, yeah, I hate that stuff. Get surgical tape. So just look up surgical tape. Do not get clear tape. Get surgical tape. It might have some like weird adhesives. I'm not exactly sure what's in it, but I know for a fact that uh, see-through tape is bad. Transparent tape is bad. So um, first thing, stop mouth breathing. I'm not sure exactly why, but it is so dem well demonstrated at this point that mouth breathing is just absolutely terrible for your metabolism and for so many processes that go on in your body. Um, I don't even think this is really worth looking at studies on because it's very well accepted. That's the first step. Second step is to breathe slower. So a lot of people are actually like in a they think they're in a hypoxic state. They think they're they're. Um, they're not getting enough oxygen. A lot of them are getting too much oxygen. And they're not having enough carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide does some very important things in the body. And when you're... Even if you're breathing through your nose. Or even if you're just doing this. Because that's, that's how most people breathe. When they're not consciously breathing. And I do think that you should consciously breathe all day. It helps you stay present um, all day. I'm a big believer in being present all day. But... Um, and breathing is one of the easiest, best ways to do that. Um, but when people breathe, they generally breathe very shallow and quickly. And that's not what you want to do because that's going to get all the carbon dioxide out of your system. 
<clears throat> when you inhale, mainly your body wants oxygen, and then you're, through cellular respiration, which is when your cells create energy, so that they can keep surviving, um, what ends up happening is uh, it turns into carbon dioxide, and you breathe it out. But there, carbon dioxide is very important. So why is carbon dioxide important? Well, first of all, it's very pro-metabolic. So I'm not sure which direction the causation points here, but um, carbon dioxide is very, very supportive in, um, in thyroid function. I'm not sure if it's thyroid function. It, it's very well correlated. So I'm not sure whether high thyroid causes high CO2. I'm pretty sure it's I, CO2 we know is very important in metabolism, but I'm not sure if it increases thyroid. Work. I'm pretty sure it does. A statistically significant increase in partial, and I'm, I'm reading from the conclusion here, because I, I don't look in breath for a while. Um, and this is something that I don't think about a lot, but I'm actually kind of getting into this, because if you think about it, um, I mean, it's very easy to change, and I think that there could be some depth here. Uh, a statistically significant increase in partial carbon dioxide pressure was observed among patients with hypothyroidism than in patients with hyperthyroidism. So, I mean, that could be... And this is, this is observed. So, yeah, they say observed. So this is observational. We don't know which way the causation, we don't know which direction the causation points. I'm pretty sure that carbon dioxide enhances thyroid. At the very least, it definitely enhances metabolism. So if you have low CO2 levels, that's not something that you want. That's going to lead, that's going to make you hypometabolic. That's going to make you, that's not going to not be good. Um, here's another thing. And this is what's important for ADHD. Carbon dioxide actually lowers, guess what? Guess what? It lowers serotonin. Okay. Carbon dioxide actually lowers serotonin. So if you have like super low carbon dioxide, your serotonin is going to go up. If you're super high carbon dioxide, your serotonin is going to go down a little bit. Um, and why does serotonin matter for ADHD? Well, like I say in every video, ADHD is based on low dopamine. It's the low dopamine state and serotonin lowers dopamine. Dopamine lowers serotonin. So obviously we do not want to be in a high serotonin state. We know that kids um, with ADHD tend to have higher amounts of serotonin. That's observational, so it's not really a strong form of evidence. But uh, the strong form of evidence is just the very basic neuroscience that um, dopamine blocks serotonin and serotonin blocks dopamine. So you, if you can get your serotonin lower, it's beneficial. I've talked about in past episodes how serotonin is not a happy hormone. Um, this is why anhedonia is very effectively treated by things like cyperheptidine and other serotonin, you know, I think metergol, I don't know. There's serotonin antagonists, things that lower serotonin, actually are very effective in treating anhedonia. And this is one of my theories on why um, SSRIs are in ineffective in a lot of people because a lot of people are not suffering from low serotonin. Nobody, and this is why I say Nobody is suffering from, no one is having depression from low serotonin. No one is having that. There are some people who have like medium serotonin. There's no one who really has low serotonin. But there are people who have high serotonin. And there's there's people who are depressed who have very low serotonin. But the, this low serotonin is not causing depression. It might actually, it might be kind of unveiling the depression. Because what serotonin does, what serotonin is very effective at, is when you get to higher levels of serotonin, um, it makes you complacent and less responsive to your situation. So this is why people kind of get that zombified effect. 
But at a very low level of serotonin, if your life sucks, you're going to really know that your life sucks. And that could make people depressed. But the low serotonin, by raising serotonin, that's not going to be beneficial in training depression. Um, but there are people who are suffering from actually high serotonin depression in which their depression is directly caused by high serotonin. I had a friend, um, and he was struggling with some alcoholism, and his um, idiot doctor, who I looked him up, and everyone just hates him. There's he is, <laughs> he has, there's like this there's this like website where you can like rate the doctor, and he had like 1.5 stars, and all the five star reviews were like it was so obvious they were fake, they were like so undetailed, and every every like one every literally they were like I think they were like 20 like one star. There's not a two star review. There's not a single two star review. They're all one-star reviews or five-star reviews. That makes you think something's fishy going on. But he still has like 1.8 stars. Let me ask you this. We fire Uber drivers. We fire Uber drivers when they get to four stars or 3.5 stars. How are a pediatrician who deals with kids gets to 1.9 stars and he's not fired? What is that? So anyways, and I don't, I don't like to be disdainful to people. I don't like to be, um, you know, I don't like to have an ego. But this guy's an idiot, and this idiot doctor um, put an ex-alcoholic because he was suffering from anxiety. He put him on an SSRI. He put didn't put him on one. He put him on four different SSRIs. Guess what? Every single SSRI made him suicidal. You know why? Because alcoholism, chronic alcoholism, causes high serotonin. Okay. And he was struggling from anxiety from this, and he was struggling from depression. Nothing's fun anymore. And, of course, you know, we treat all depression, oh, it must be low serotonin. In this case, his depression was actually caused by high serotonin. And he put him on a bunch of different SSRIs that all made him want to kill himself. And (laughs) this is not good, guys. Serotonin, not a happy hormone. Definitely not a happy hormone. Plays some important roles in the body. Definitely not a happy hormone. Definitely anti-metabolic. And definitely not beneficial for ADHD since it blocks dopamine. Okay? Guys, come on. I'm, I'm just going to beat this into you over and over again. Serotonin, it's dead, okay? There's not a happy hormone. The, uh, <laughs> right here, I see. Serotonin controls your mood and is responsible for happiness. It helps regulate when you sleep and wake, helps you think, maintains your blood, maintains your mood, and controls your sexual desire. Yeah, guys, serotonin controls your sexual desire by blocking <laughs> your sexual desire by lowering dopamine and lowering androgens. I don't know, guys. Not a fan of serotonin. And carbon dioxide decreases serotonin. That's one thing. We don't know a lot about the mechanisms of our body, unfortunately, because we don't get a lot of science done in this world unless it's paid for by um, (laughs) pharmaceutical companies. But um, we do know that carbon dioxide does lower serotonin. And um, this is very beneficial for ADHD. It's kind of like you could take, you know, cabergoline or you could take, like I said... What's it called? Cyperheptadine. Or you can just... Oh, I haven't even told you guys how to... <laughs> I haven't even told you guys how to get more CO2. God. So all you have to do... Breathe like this. Okay? Alright, that was bad. That was awkward because I'm like... <laughs> you put me on the spot here. All you have to do... Breathe in slowly... Um, and when you get to the top, don't wait too long up there. And then breathe out really slowly. Until like probably like six or seven seconds each inhale, each each breath. Especially especially when you're sitting down. When you're moving, you can do it a little bit faster. Um, but 
and then you want to rest a little bit at the bottom just for as long as you can so you have to take another breath. Don't like go too ham, but you do want to be oxygen starved. You do want to feel like like you have to take a breath. Kind of like eat, like lean into that feeling. Lean into the feeling of like, oh man, I'm about to die. <laughs> lean into that feeling. Lean into the feeling of like, of like, of like air starvation. Okay, because what that's going to do is that's going to increase your carbon dioxide tolerance. This is very, very beneficial because it's going to allow, allow you to have higher levels of carbon dioxide, which can be very beneficial for blood flow and again for ADHD, which is what you're here for. All right. Uh, I'm aware that some of this is bro science, but um, this is actually just what I've observed. I've observed, I feel much more calm. I feel much more able to focus when I'm breathing slowly rather than when I'm breathing rapidly. That's about it, guys. But yeah, have a good day, and I'll see you in the next episode. And again, if you have any questions, email me, ADHD or mission at gmail.com. All right, see you in the next one.